Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Giese, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. Now that the Super Bowl is over, it's time for the start of the NASCAR season. To help me talk about it is a person very familiar to Capital Region TV viewers. He was a sports reporter at ABC 10 and Fox 23 from 2012 to 2015. He will be a pit reporter for Fox Sports' NASCAR Truck Series coverage. He's also a great Philadelphia sports fan. Please welcome Josh Sims to the podcast. Josh, uh, welcome to the podcast, and it's great to catch up with you. Yeah, it's good to be on, man. It's uh, been a little while since we got a chance to catch up, but... uh excited that we can do this and uh yeah now the football's over it's time to start those engines yeah what'd you think of the super bowl on sunday night yeah it was good i mean the game was all right um <laughs> but you know like anytime it's a close game in the super bowl i'll take it it was two teams that i really didn't care who won you know i enjoyed watching it so you know once the eagles were out for me man it was just like all right whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen you know <laughs> we'll talk about the philadelphia sports fandom in a little bit but uh let's get into uh you know this uh we should mention you're making history as the first uh uh, black uh, re- Fox report, uh, pit reporter for Fox Sports in the NASCAR Truck Series coverage. Do you feel a sense of pride and how much in being able being uh, making history? Yeah, for me, it's not something that I typically think about too much. I think I get so wrapped up in you know what I'm doing in terms of trying to be the best reporter I can. But I think you know one of the times where I was able to kind of step back and appreciate it was kind of right when I started with Fox Sports, and I was at uh, the announcement that Brad Keselowski was moving over to Rush Fenway as a driver and part owner. And uh, this young black man came up to me and said, "Hey, I just want to shake your hand. I'm so happy to see you in the sport. Um, you know, like it really you know shows that people like me can get involved, and maybe one day I can kind of do what you're doing to be a pit reporter or, or work for Fox Sports." And I think it's so important to have that representation because it matters and it gives a chance for, you know, people that look like me to now see someone actually is doing it and know that they can also be involved in it as well. So for the most part, I don't think about it too much, but, you know, moments like that really uh, give me a chance to kind of step back and, and realize how kind of important it is what I'm doing. Yeah, we're seeing a lot more minorities in there. I mean, Bubba Wallace, obviously a driver in NASCAR. Michael Jordan's involved with it. We're seeing Emmett Smith get involved. I mean, how important is it to have the sport grow with with that yeah and there's been a major push in the last couple of years to be a more inclusive sport so to have people and and it's not just big names like michael jordan and, and pitbull and, and Evan smith it's it's names that actually really care about the sport you know like michael jordan is a guy who went to racetracks growing up and used to go with his dad and he really loves the sport you know pitbull is always at the track he's he's always involved in what the team is doing you know i had a chance to talk with Emmett smith i'm excited for that sit down to come out in a couple of weeks but you know these are guys that have have a background in the sport so it's not just they're you know throwing money at it they're truly involved in it and that's what's going to help it grow and you know it's it's not just you know african-americans but you're trying to get all races involved you're trying to get more women involved in the sport and and you have you know young drivers like a Haley Deegan or a Tony Bridinger you have Raja Karuth who's a young black man coming through the ranks to see them coming up in the ranks and to try and get to where someone like Bubba or Daniel Suarez are to add in you know just shows how much the sport is working to become a lot more inclusive 
I want to see that interview with Emmett Smith talking football with the Eagles and Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you talked to him already? Yeah, I had a chance to talk with him. That should air during uh, one of the Daytona shows before the race this weekend, so I don't know exactly which, but it it was good. I'm excited for people to see it. It The question I would... Yes, I I did let him know I'm an Eagles fan. Well, the question I would have loved to ask him is, uh, what was Barry Switzer thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he would be like, this interview is over. (laughs) But... You, uh, after you uh, left Albany, you went down to Charlotte to work for the Fox affiliate down there, WJZY. Of course, Charlotte is the hub of uh, NASCAR. Is that ha- how you're involved I mean, with, with the sport uh, when you moved down there? I mean, you know, how much did you know about NASCAR before you uh, arrived in Charlotte? Yeah, so I was, you know, obviously growing up, you know, of all the big names in the sport, the Jeff Gordons, the Dale Sr., Dale Jr., um, and then... You know, coming down here was kind of my first experience in terms of like extensively covering the sport because, you know, working for a local Fox station uh, in Charlotte where, you know, NASCAR is the hub here in Charlotte. You got, you know, three big sports, three big heavy hitters down here, which are the Panthers, the Hornets and NASCAR. So, you know, when I started here, we were doing a weekly pre-race show. Uh, We traveled to the Daytona 500 every year. You know, we were covering the sport pretty extensively, which, you know, allowed me to kind of learn more, learn the people involved, get to know the teams, the drivers, and gain a whole new appreciation for it. And, you know, that was back in 2015. So you're talking, you know, six, seven years of just covering the sport, the ins and outs, which gave me a good background. And, And I always tell people the cool thing about NASCAR is it's so easy to work with the teams and the drivers, you know, like, I, I think back to covering the Panthers, and it's like you would have to sell your soul to try and get a one-on-one with someone like Cam Newton. You know, like yeah. when I got here, you know, it, I was able to get one-on-ones with Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon and all the big names in the sport, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, I, I could go up and talk to these guys all the time. Like, it's so hard to do this in any other sport. So I just think the people involved in NASCAR are what make it so cool and, and so fun for me to cover. I think what the, the, the great thing about NASCAR – you know, it's there are post race interviews because sometimes you guys, you, you get guys are just coming off the track and they're some of them are hot headed. We've seen some, yeah, nasty great feuds the last year. I mean, to be able to get that honesty from these guys, I mean, sometimes they'll drop some uh, expletives, but I mean, that the, I think the honesty comes through, and I, I enjoy that where you nothing's we you know canned or you get those you know, cliches where we're giving one hundred ten percent, everybody's doing you know, giving a great effort. Here, these guys are just you're, they're not holding back yeah they're letting it go man and just think about it for you know the average person out there that's not a a race car driver i mean we all have road rage (laughs) (laughs) so just think about that at the highest level driving close to 200 miles an hour and something happens and you know someone cuts you off on on the highway like you want to say something and and someone just stick a mic in your face right after you would say some things so think about how these guys feel and the awesome thing is like you get to ask them about it right after and sometimes you know like you're going to get stuff that is not censored and, and they're going to let you know how you feel. But I think it's something we can all identify with because we feel that way when we're on the road. So it, it makes for great TV, you know, like usually in any other sport, you're able to maybe talk to one or two guys after like after a race, you know, they park their cars and they're all right outside their cars. If you need to talk to someone, you can walk right up and talk to them and, and you, you get what you get sometimes, but like it, it's really authentic and that's really cool. So how did the job with Fox Sports come about? 
Yeah, so when I was uh, working up in Albany for the three years I was up there, you know, I uh, you know always knew I wanted to get to a place where I could cover professional sports. You know, um, I thought that was the next step in my career. So, you know, my agent kind of was, you know, put, circulating my tape around and kind of let me know, like, hey, there's a station in Charlotte that's kind of interested in you and, you know, like, put me in contact with them. We talked, I interviewed and kind of the rest was history. I worked for them for six years. So it was just kind of a, a matter of, you know, my agent reaching out, them being interested in wanting me and, and then, you know, me getting the job. What's it going to be like in the pits? I mean, have you talked to uh, other pit reporters and what, what are they, what, what's it like going to be doing uh, pit reporting? Yeah, it's a different kind of reporting. So I've been obviously reporting, you know, for some form or facet for close to well, now 11 years in the business, you know, doing news first and doing, you know, local sports after that. And the difference with pit reporting, because I did have a chance to do four races at the end of last year, it's just everything is so fast paced. You know, you're, you're balancing a lot of things because in, in you have a headset on and then one year you're listening to the programming for the race. And you're also listening to a producer that you're talking with back and forth, someone that basically you're giving updates. You could say like, hey, I have an update on the number four truck of John Howard Nemechek. You know, they're saying they need to come pit because, you know, they're having an issue uh, with one of the tires or balance or something like that. So you're balancing all that in one ear while in the other ear you are scanning through the, the truck radios. So you're listening to what's going on with the teams. When these trucks are, you know, when these drivers are having issues, they're talking back and forth with their spotter, they're talking back and forth with their crew chief. So you are listening to, you know, all these different voices in your head and the rate in which things happen. Like you could have a car, you know, crash needs to come in a pit. You tell your pit producer one minute that, hey, I have an update on this crash. And within 10 seconds, you are on air relaying everything you just saw and heard. So that's why I say the pace of things is so quick because like that's how quickly things can happen while you're pit reporting. But it's 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 definitely different than the reporting I've done in the past, but it's cool, man. I love live TV. I love covering live sports. That's fun. You get to tell great stories during a race. You get to be in the action. You know what's going on, and you get to talk back and forth with the drivers and teams before and after races. So uh, it's been cool. I'm glad I got to do four races last year because it gave me a little head start on you know the full season I'd be doing this year, and now I'm kind of ready to hit the ground running. You get to wear a nice race suit too, don't you? Yeah, no, I wish, man. I get, yeah, I get the old fox polo, but you know, like if I ever get behind the wheel, I can convince one of these guys to get me behind the wheel. Maybe I'll get to a full get up. I mean, it sounds like it's it's it sounds like it's chaotic there. I mean, you watch some some of these uh, races, and you know, you get as you said, the information getting really. I mean, how do you try to not you know stammer through a report and you know all this information coming at you at the same time? Yeah, it's a little bit of controlled chaos, but I think the best way to do it is to kind of, while all this thing, all these things are happening, kind of s- simplify. What's the most important thing about what happened in this wreck, or what's the most important thing about what happened on that last lap? Because there's going to be a lot of things said, and at the same time, you have so many different 
types of viewers with the sport. You have people that are diehard NASCAR and racing fans that are going to know what happens when you're talking about a wedge adjustment or, or track bar adjustment or, or all these different terms. And then you're going to have someone that has no idea. But if you just say the truck is having difficulty turning and then you describe that as, well, they're loose because the back end of that car, think about your back tires want to slide out on you while you're trying to turn. Well, then the average viewer can understand, like, oh, it's like you're on a sheet of ice. Like, yeah, I, I get that. If I'm trying to turn and the back end of my car keeps sliding out on me, well, I'd be worried, too. I'd be concerned and want an adjustment. You know, so you have to figure out a way to kind of dumb it down so the average person can understand what you're talking about while also speaking to those diehard fans that understand, you know, what all those other very inside NASCAR terms mean. So you are balancing a lot of things, but I think the most important thing I've been told is to kind of make sure that you take the most important thing, dumb it down, and make sure you are conveying it in the simplest way possible. Because also with these pit reports, if you notice, I have about 10 to 20 seconds max. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not like I'm going to be out there talking for like a minute about what's going on. Like I need to get in and get out and get it back to the people in the booth calling the race. So it's, it's almost makes it easier to know that you have to be simple and straight to the point because you're not going to have a lot of time. Yeah, of course, you'll also be making uh, your ARCA Menan, uh, Menard Series debut at uh, Daytona on, on Saturday. will be a race on Saturday afternoon. So you'll be a busy man down in Daytona. Yeah, I'll be a busy man. I'll be doing that. I'll be on Race Hub as well this week, which is, you know, most nights at 6 o'clock. Some days we go on earlier at 5, but, you know, 6 o'clock, 6 to 7 on FS1. I'll uh, be doing some stuff down there. So I'm excited. Hit the ground running. I get a chance to talk to some of the Cup rookies on Tuesday. When I get down there tomorrow, we're going to do some really cool stories when we're down there. So make sure you not only check out, you know, the races this weekend, check out the Race Hub, Race Day before the races, as well as uh, those those races this weekend. We've got a lot of great content. Plus, I'll be putting it on all my social channels. Yeah. What storylines are we looking at in 2022 with NASCAR? Obviously, there's a lot of feuds toward the end. Uh, so, in the course, of the defending champion is Kyle Larson's in the, in the uh, uh, NASCAR series. What are we looking at this year? Yeah, there's there's a ton of storylines this year to look for. I mean, the next gen car, obviously, they're rolling out this new car. Um, that's going to be interesting to see how things go with that. You know, like I think they did a good job so far. They didn't have too many issues in the clash the other week. I think they had some things where where pieces on the car broke, but for the most part, the cars look good. We'll see how it looks when they get on the super speedway like Daytona. But even past that, I mean, you have so many drivers and, and past champions moving around, like Brad Keselowski leading Team Penske. You know, now he's with Roush Fenway, Keselowski Racing. Um, and, and, you know, that's it's been a while since he was, you know, all with a different team. You know, Kurt Busch, another past champion, moving over to 2311. And, you know, he's going to be a really good gauge for that team owned by Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. He parts of, partners with Bubba Wallace, and Bubba Wallace hasn't had a teammate in a very, very, very long time. So that's going to be exciting. You have all the rookies, you know, coming up. And, and then you have the guys that, you know, a guy like Denny Hamlin still looking for that first championship to see how he's doing you know like you know kyle bush who's been pretty dominant you know can he win another title you know because i i mean uh kyle larson like you mentioned can he go back to back chase Elliott, can he get back and win two and three years so there's so many different storylines i can go on for days but there's there's no lack of storylines when it comes to this series this year what did you think of the uh, bush clash at the la coliseum I thought it was great. You know, I, I thought what they wanted to 
it to be wasn't a big time event, and that's exactly what it was. You got the stars out there to be a part of the race weekend. The races were exciting from the heat races to the last chance qualifier to the main event. I thought all that stuff was good. I didn't know how it was going to work with the track that small inside the Coliseum, but I think they did a great job of putting on some great competitive racing to make it um, very competitive, and, and, and a meet, the meet of was there. So I think it, it was uh, definitely a great, great weekend. As I mentioned in the introduction, you are a Philadelphia sports fan. You grew up in East Brunswick, New Jersey, which is on that borderline between Philadelphia and uh, New York, obviously Central Jersey, a, a, a part of Jersey no one wants to claim, obviously, because you know, <laughs> suburban Philadelphia has South Jersey, New York has North Jer- uh, New York has North Jersey. How did you become a Philadelphia sports fan? Yeah, I became a Philadelphia sports fan because my dad grew up uh, right outside of Philadelphia in a town, Reading, Pennsylvania, is where he grew up. So, you know, growing up, I uh, I watched games with him as a kid, and you know, I could have gone one of two ways. My mom is from Louisiana; she grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh. You know, um, and my, my dad was an Eagles fan, so I took with the Philadelphia side. So, uh, yeah, Eagles fan. Sixers fan. The one thing I am not is a Phillies fan at baseball. I actually became a Yankees fan somehow, uh, to, to my dad's chagrin. But I, I always tell him my friends influenced me on that one because all my friends are Yankee fans. So uh, so that's the only non-Philadelphia sports team yeah, I'm a fan I, of. I, I don't mind because, I mean, there's really no rivalry between the Phillies and the Yankees more than the Phillies and Mets. So, okay, I'll let you go with that one. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of the uh, trade for the Sixers and the Nets with James Harden and uh, Ben Simmons? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm probably not the best guy to ask about that because I've never been a James Harden fan. Mm-hmm. I'm skeptical skeptical about it working. You know, I hope it works. You know, obviously I want the Sixers to win, but I've just never been the biggest fan of the way James Harden plays or his ability to make an impact when it matters, i.e. the postseason. You know, like I know he can put up the numbers during the regular season. I know he can get the assist numbers. He's shown he could be a point guard that distributes. That's not what I worry about. I worry about him defensively, and I worry about what he's going to do when it matters in the postseason. So I know they had to make a move. You know, Ben Simmons was not going to come back. It had to be done. I just am worried about, A, giving up a guy like Seth Curry, who I thought was very important to what the Sixers do offensively, and B, to what what version of James Harden we get. Because he's still got a hamstring injury, and, you know, he still doesn't play defense. So uh, we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, I can say the same thing about Ben Simmons. doesn't show up in the playoffs. You're like, especially that game seven yep. against the Hawks. I mean, he... he, he I mean, he's going to a he's going to a bigger market, media market now. He's going to scrutinize his every move, and yeah, we'll see how he handles that. Yeah, very true, very true. Yeah. Well, Josh, where can people find you on Twitter? Yeah, at, on Twitter at Josh R Sims. Uh, if you're looking on Instagram at Josh Sims two eight seven, and you can just look up my name, Josh Sims, um, <laughs> on Facebook as well. So I try and I try and space out my content on all of those. But yeah, we'll have a lot going on this weekend throughout the NASCAR season. So uh, you can find me there. All right, Josh. Well, I appreciate a few minutes check, catching up, and it's great. Uh, congratulations on uh, on this. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, watching you doing your doing your thing. I thank you. I appreciate it, man. And I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. I'll be back to wrap up the podcast and have the final winners in the Daily Gazette's You Pick'em Football Contest in just a moment. All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. 
College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. New York High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Glenn Clark, head coach and general manager of the Albany Firewolves lacrosse team. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette associate sports editor, Ken Schott. Back to wrap up the podcast. The winner in the final Daily Gazette's You Pick'em Football contest is Ron Mastriani of Schenectady. Ron wins a $100 ShopRite gift card. Congratulations, Ron. We had a four-way tie for the VIP winners. They were Jim DeMarco of Morris Ford, Nick Platell of Grand Premier Tire, Colin Eastman of Emmerichs, and Scott Lucier of Capital Land GMC. The overall winner of the season was Bob Farstad of Schenectady. He wins $1,000. The VIP winner is Andrew Krauntz of Glenville Beverage. I managed to finish second after being near the bottom of the standings throughout the entire regular season. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. So, to appreciate everybody playing in the uh, You Pick a Football contest, and let's do it again next year. The NASCAR season is upon us, and you can play the Daily Gazette's Auto Racing Contest. Pick the top five finishers in each race and have a chance to win a $50 ShopRite gift card. To play, go to dailygazette.com and click on the contest and promotions logo. Of course, the Daytona 500 is Sunday. Keep checking out dailygazette.com and the print edition for the latest updates and news and sports on the coronavirus pandemic. I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, and first responders who are dealing with this pandemic. We appreciate the job you're doing in this difficult time. If you have not gotten vaccinated, please do so. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. And do it for your friends. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I would like to thank Josh Sims for being on the show. I'll have another podcast Thursday focusing on college hockey. I'll preview the Union men's games against Yale and Brown, a crucial series as Union tries to hold on for home ice in the first round of the ECAC hockey tournament. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports.